Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation. My first guest is the host of Breakfast Sausage on WMAN Radio. His show, which runs from 2.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., is the number 14 conservative talk radio program in the Mid-Atlantic region, not counting New York City. Each day, as the sun rises over the WMAN studios in Pittsburgh, PA, my guest can be found railing against everything from abortion to wind power, election fraud to low-flow toilets. On weekends, he and his wife sell pickled garlic out of the trunk of their car in the radio station parking lot. Please welcome Morton Downsley. Hey! Hello, Morton. How are you? So happy to be here. It's great to have you. So you are, I mean, what a career you've had. You've really turned, uh, you're a very opinionated guy. Yeah. And you've turned that into a, a career where you've got like hundreds, thousands of listeners. Who knew people wanted to listen to me talk so much? I love right. it. How do you do that for nine hours straight? I mean, you don't even have call in, call, like callers. Well, you just... There's there's just so many things that are wrong that you want to you change up, you right. know, and I inspire myself. You inspire yourself. Yeah, if I'm talking about something, then then it'll spark something else in my another opinion. Oh, interesting. It's like it's almost like I'm talking to somebody else, but I'm talking to myself. But I'm not right. talking to myself. But I'm also talking to the audience. So like I'm talking to the I'm I'm I'm, I'm expressing what I think they want to hear. Yeah. But also uh, talking from my heart. <laughs> okay. So do you ever like go into like a uh, a fugue state where you're you're just talking to yourself, or you're always aware there are people listening. Oh, some, sometimes, really, like there's like there's there's, there's this white rage uh, oh, appears, yeah. and uh, and that's and a segment, right? You do a segment every day called White Rage. White Rage yeah. is a, is what is my <laughs> most popular segment, in fact. Yeah, uh, yeah, really relatable content, really yeah. relatable stuff. And in those moments, I just you know I get the comments afterwards. You know, sometimes I gotta listen to it back because I don't know what I said. Oh wow, you so so after having spent. Every day from 2.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. talking on the radio, you will listen back to your own program. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from around, from around mm, to, 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 to 2 p.m. to about mm, 11, 11 sure. p.m., then I'm just listening back to what it. What commitment. And yeah. Does it, do you take, uh, do you give yourself notes? How do you, you know, are you trying to, you're trying to get, you're trying to improve your program? What's the thinking behind that? I think mostly I cheer myself on. I uh, oh, really? yeah, I listen okay. back to it, and I just I just went like, whoa, that, that's a really good opinion. You know, like I just I just yeah. I just really like validate myself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you like put yourself in the position of like your biggest fan. Yeah, and that like boosts yourself exactly. For the like next day, like some I've done some live live podcasts. Yeah, no, not podcasts. What am I talking about? I'm just taking, just taking your job. <laughs> I mean, radio. I, I would love to have the kind of numbers that you have over at WMAN. What a what a what a. It's what crazy, a right? It's crazy. It's uh, you're you're. I mean, number fourteen in the Mid Atlantic region, not counting New York City. How how that's um, huge. I know you get the haters. You get emails yeah. all the time, mm -hmm. and. 
people saying he's got so much privilege or, you know, he hasn't left his studio in nine years, so he, d- he doesn't really know what the world outside is like. Right. So, like, how do you, how do you re- respond to that kind of criticism? Well, I, I think it's really, really funny. I think it's really funny that yeah. they think that I'm out of touch with what's going on because I see it. I, I talk to everybody. Um, I, I don't talk to everybody. That's true. I talk to myself. But like I was saying before, like, my opinions are grounded in my opinions and therefore... Sure. Yeah. You know, so they don't know what they're talking about. You know about. what I like? I like when someone like yourself, like, you know, when someone criticizes them mm-hmm. and they just like mm-hmm. basically laugh in that person's face, mm. you know, like you see that all the time. You know, it's like people want to tell you their liberal agenda, problems they have with what your opinions are or whatever. And you literally will like cut them off and laugh in their face. Yeah. I, I find that really fun. It's it's really, really great because it, you, you get to the core of the lib you get sure. to the core of the lib, you see the pulsing veins, you, and you just laugh. You just yeah. laugh. And it's really genuinely fun. And it's a fun moment for me. And the laugh yeah. is genuine. Yeah. It's like, like no matter how many times I hear someone say, let's go, Brandon, it's always funny. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so great. So do you ever uh, change your mind on any issues at all? Because I know you're so, you're so opinionated. Like, Well, look, I mean, sometimes, sometimes uh, a woman uh, will... Express certain things uh, Uh about abortion. Uh, Give me a couple arguments why. Now, don't tell me you don't tell me a woman has changed your stance on abortion. Look, you said, have you ever? Look, it didn't. I felt something. Oh wow! And then um, she gave me this look, and Mm. then it just threw it all out the window. Okay, so you were like dangerously close to feeling like empathy for this one specific woman's situation. One specific woman. And then she gave you a look that like... Clearly spoke for all women. Yeah, and you were like, that turns me off. Completely. Um, Yeah, right. And then I spoke to my therapist about it because I was like, I almost, I almost... Wow. I almost jumped off the wagon... I don't know why it surprises me that you have a therapist. You it's my dad. So- oh, really? <laughs> Is that so? Um, now, I don't want to, I don't presume to know how old you are, but I mean, it seems like your dad would be a fairly old person at this point. He's, he's, he's in a machine. Okay. All right. Interesting. And so do you visit him in person to talk to him? Have those I visit, sessions? I, vi- I go, I go to his ranch. Mm. Um, there's a lot of horses and then there's the machine okay. and I go up, to, I go up to the machine and I say, dad, is it like an iron lung? Is that it's, it's a, it's like, um, imagine a subway train with a lot of velvet inside or outside inside. Okay. Velvet. Cause he like, he gets mad sometimes and he likes to rub himself against the, wow. Yeah. Wow. I would love to live in a velvet lined subway car in a ranch. It sounds great, but he's angry. Okay. He's very angry. I mean, so, I mean, I, I would imagine that some of that white hot rage has rubbed off on you and that you're taking that into your career. You know, you, you probably thank him all the time for that. I am so grateful. Yeah. So great. When I, when I felt that thing for that woman, um, I, for, I, was, I, I was losing myself. I go see daddy. Yeah. I say, daddy. I'm feeling and then he goes and then I remember where the white rage comes from right he just he nipped that empathy right in the butt right in the butt yeah very like with a bow and arrow yeah wow wow what a sharpshooter yeah so you spend uh uh, half your day talking into a microphone Mm -hmm. uh half your day 
listening back to your own self. Mm-hmm. And then on your days off, you'll you'll go out to your dad's ranch and talk to him. Yes. Um, and then there's wife time. <laughs> right. I if it slipped my mind that you do have a wife and uh, you sell pickled garlic in the radio station parking lot on the weekends. Yeah. So there's that. That's and that's my time with you, the, with the woman. Uh huh. Does and she have a name? I, I keep I keep forgetting. Do you have it in your notes? I don't. No. Um, I should have. Debbie. Uh, Debbie. Debbie. Gotcha. Debbie. Yep. Okay. Cool. Debbie makes the greatest pickled things. And so she makes the stuff and you just are there with her in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, it, and when you listen back to your own recording, do you uh-huh. do that in the studio as well? Yeah. yeah. It's a really great place. Yeah. Got a little mini fridge. Got a pool table. Wow. I mean, you must spend like almost no time at home then, huh? I don't want to. I see. Do you have kids? I have five kids. Well, okay. All right. So <laughs> they Deb- hang out with dad. They're on the ranch. Oh, oh your dad. They, yeah. they hang out with your dad on yeah. the ranch. Okay. My wife is awful. You know, I wanted to circle back a little bit because I, I would love for you to talk, uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about some of the topics that you get white hot rage about. Like mm-hmm. when, that, when that sound effect comes in, choo, 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 in your white hot rage mm-hmm. segment, that's one of my favorite segments on your show. Mm-hmm. Like what is, what are, what's one of the last uh, topics that you covered in your white hot rage segment? Privilege. Oh, oh, the P word. The P word. Everybody thinks you've got all this privilege, oh right? Oh my. Oh, I'm I'm on a fucking cloud, right? Sure. I've got sure, I've got sure. golden toothbrushes uh-huh. and stuff. Oh, my privilege oozing out of my fucking pores. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I do remember that one. That was a particularly electric. I met, match it with a little bit of right. uh, disco music. Right. That's the backtrack to yep. my white rage segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like how a lot of the music that accompanies your show is like. It's almost like you haven't like listened to the radio in the last like 40 years. Um, look, you don't mess with the things that are just perfect. Yeah. It's, um, it's not like you, you trapped your wife in amber almost, right? Mm. <laughs> mm. You don't see your children. Mm. You, your job has been the same forever. Mm. You never go home. Mm. Like, it's almost like you've, been, you've managed to like freeze time mm. and you just get to do this really great thing. It's, it's almost like, and you don't have to think about anyone else or have like, you have the dangerous like uh, touches with empathy and then you shut it off right away. Shut it off, it's, shut it off. It's almost like you created this like world of like, I don't know how to call it, but it's like you can kind of do whatever you want whenever you want and get away with it. Yeah. What do you call that? Like when you can kind of do anything and everyone just like get, uh, lets you get away with I, it. It's just, I imagine, uh, what would that, what would that be I don't know, be but what a great life. But you've earned it. You pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Breakfast sausage. Breakfast. It's. How'd you come up with a name? What a fun name. Oh, I really like my dick. (laughs) Great. That's uh, pretty much what I thought. But uh, folks, I think uh, that's as good a place to leave our first uh, interview as any. But we'll we'll keep talking to uh, Morton here. It's uh, Mm. fascinating uh, fascinating to hear from him. Uh, I'm sure he'll have more to say. It seems like you've got a lot to say a lot of the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You trailed off there for a second. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Is, do you have a lot of radio silence on your show? Not that much. I'm no, sh- no, I'm, no. It must, must have been my fault. Yeah, it must have no, been my fault. Yeah. I'm an awkward interviewer. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, folks, my second guest today helps to move natural resources from the places where God put it to the places where humans need it. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Wake up, Pittsburgh, and start your day with Morton Downsley on WMAN Radio. Grab that first cup of joe and take a bite out of Morton's piping hot breakfast sausage. Breakfast sausage on WMAN every day from 2.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. Morton is always on the air, owning cooks, 
can take in names. And what name strikes more fear than any into the core of the lib? My name? Morton Downsley. What I talk about? Abortion. Don't get it. That's right. From abortion to extortion, Morton has opinions that get him hot under the collar. How hot? White hot. Every day I zazz you with a white hot rage segment on Breakfast Sausage WMAN Morton Downsley. So watch out, snowflakes. Morton cares more about giving you the cold hard truth than he does about facts, personal hygiene, or even his own wife. His daddy is his therapist, and he's your best friend. So every day from 2.30 to 11.30, sink your teeth into some of Morton's enormous hot breakfast sausage. Breakfast Sausage on WMAN with Morton Downsley. <laughs> and we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Morton Downsley from the Breakfast Sausage program on WMAN Radio, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He is the project manager for Killzone Construction, a fascinating company that is part construction firm, part heavily equipped paramilitary outfit. In that role, he manages the clear cutting of remote areas that will be the site of future oil and natural gas pipelines, while simultaneously waging necessary force against environmental terrorists who seek to destroy them. In his spare time, he practices roadkill taxidermy. Please welcome Gabe Van Town. Dean, thank you for having me. Good to see you again. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. What an interesting hybrid this company is that you work for, a construction firm, but like you've got all these like violent protesters and you kind of needed to become also a private military too, right? Exactly. Thank you for using the adjective violent. We appreciate anytime the protesters, the uh, usurpers are called violent or terrorists. Mm, This is is something that plays right into our hands. I would Uh, have used looting and rioting, but it's hard to make the case for that out in the wilderness where there are no stores to loot and, you know, public. I guess they, they're probably uh, looting and rioting over the construction equipment, right? They're probably trying to cut your brake lines and stuff. Yeah, they do attempt to cut our brake lines. Our brake lines are uh, fortunately bulletproof. So it is impossible for them to do so. They try and they try and they try. And it's very amusing to watch them try. Right. Um, Because, I mean, let's be honest. You've got the resources, right? You've got all the money in the world and all the equipment in the world. And really... Killzone Construction makes uh, quite a profit. And with the backing of uh, Hogswood Cooper, uh, we have infinite amounts of money. Yeah, not to mention the U.S. government has basically, you know, contracted you to be there. Right. To plow through these various places that are like no man's land out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody cares about them. Exactly. And, you know, to that, we say it's great to come home. We've done a lot of contracting for the U.S. military in other countries. And you get tired of being away from home in in these hot desert countries. You know, things things go well. Things don't go well. Mm. It's it's just good to be working on home soil again and kind of enforcing the discipline we enforced over there here. Right. I do. I do recall. I was looking at some of the notes here that you have done some stuff in other countries where it's been like, well, somehow, like over the course of the last 11 or 21 years, there's been like a, a, a war there that we started mm-hmm. and then we have to help to rebuild everything. But exactly. then everyone there hates us and they want to kill the construction firm that wants to, you know, build a bunch of infrastructure this there, is right? exactly true. And of course, Killzone Construction itself was not there. We have since rebranded multiple times. After, sure. uh, after every foreign country, we do have to do a, a slight rebranding of the name and personnel and logo of the company. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Now we are known as Killzone Construction. Do you... 
are you at liberty to say what some of the other names might have been? Absolutely. We were uh, dark water contracting <laughs> okay, uh, before yep. this. And uh, before that, we were called uh, Enforcement Plus. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what you, you burn that name. Once you got 10,000 refugees hating you and trying to like burn your equipment down, you got to change your brand up, right? Exactly. Well, violent refugees. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Violent insurgents. Uh, I would thank insurgents. you to use the, yeah, yeah, right. violent insurgents and, and refer- <laughs> sure. uh, refugees. Uh, and if you called me across the street by yelling out dark water contractors, I would not respond. Wow. Anymore. Wow. It must take such commitment to be, you know. To I'm be. a committed man. I can sense that. And, you know, and that's what people say about this uh, kill zone is that they are committed. Like they will Mm -hmm. take the hoses out in 10 degree weather and just spray all these people down like and, Mm -hmm. you know, force indigenous people off their sacred land. I'm like, what do you what do you say to people who criticize you for being like inhumane? Well, we've had some issues recently in the past uh, when this type of work was performed. uh, Mm -hmm. The violent protesters, as you say, and as we say, uh, were known as uh, more harmless terminology, uh, tree huggers, Mm. uh, peaceful uh, hippies, this kind of thing. Now, they themselves have had a rebranding to be called land defenders. And we at Killzone know what it's like to think of a cool name. And this is a cool name. We will admit that. We have some differences, but Uh, land defenders is a cool name. See, now, when you said that, I thought you said land offenders. Well, that's how we consider them. Right. They're offending the land that wants to give its bounty to capitalism. Sure, right, right, Exactly. Right. But they're calling themselves land defenders. Defenders. They see it mm. as they're defending the land. I see, I see. And what I say to them is, when you put the front of a bulldozer, just the plow part of a bulldozer, mm. on what is otherwise called a fully operational militarized tank, and drive it through a forest of old growth vegetation, sure. and tree go boom, and thing fall down and and skylight up and fire rise from ground wow yeah nothing is as beautiful as that you know i can sense the sort of childhood enthusiasm you have for your job which i think is really uh, inspiring i enjoy my job there are, there are, a lot, are there a lot of people at your company who have that same sort of childhood sense of like let's burn things to the ground let's push things out of the way let's force nature to our will well as a project manager i have a opportunity to kind of enforce the culture of the company and uh, a lot <laughs> you, of the, you enforce the culture i enforce the culture of the company <laughs> people need to participate yeah uh, it's mandatory otherwise they will be terminated yeah. um, it makes sense that the corporate culture at Killzone would be one of force. Oh, it is absolutely yeah. one of force. So, in, you know, when you think of a meeting room, you think of a conference table, mm. you think of chairs, you think of a little water cooler in the corner. Not so at Killzone Construction. We have uh, just a plain white room. And on one side of the room, there are 14 boxes of fireworks. And we get in that room, we start planning, we do our, our daily scrum, our stand-up meeting, and we just start firing fireworks at each other. I go, Wow. <laughs> Oh, you're so good at the sound effects, too. Thank you. Well, I've had a lot of practice listening to these things. And uh, we get things done, and then we take that can-do attitude mm. out to the forest. And, uh, you know, we put a hanging, swinging saw blade on the bottom of a Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> and we pilot it. Sometimes I pilot it myself. Wow. Uh, just kind of around the forest. Yeah. And I, uh, I think I saw some, some press photos of that. And that mm-hmm. you were doing that... And there were like there were at least two hundred protesters, sorry, violent protesters. Thank you. Like right underneath, you know, you know, you were swinging that blade yeah. back and forth, and trees were crashing around them. And I mean, it was. I mean, that'll be a deterrent for your land offenders. Uh, thank you. Yes. Well, I I looked down at them and I saw them raising their fists and mm. and I said, oh, I see you. You want me honk horn? 
Honk horn in helicopter. In helicopter, I honk horn. You for think them. That's, that's what they were doing? That's what they wanted. Like a, like yes. a truck, like an eighteen wheeler on the highway. Exactly. They were asking me to honk the air horn on the helicopter while I swung the saw blade around. Uh, Does a Blackhawk helicopter have a air horn on it? Ours do. Okay, gotcha. it's important for enforcement to be able to make loud noises. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Wow, amazing. I'm. I mean, I have so many other questions, but we're limited on time here. Um, and I want to get to your. You you practice roadkill taxidermy in your spare time. What's uh, that all about? Well, I drive a lot of heavy machinery, oh, and sure. one yeah, of the yeah. consequences of driving a lot of uh, militarized heavy machinery through mm. a forest is that there are squashings. Uh, animal squashings and well yes animal squashings other squashings but those are more i'm assuming that you once in a while you're gonna have a person get under the under the track of a tank uh you would say person i would say collateral damage right uh the cost of business the cost of right the glory but sometimes it will be a beautiful deer or Mm. a moose or a giant grizzly bear. Hmm. And, and a lot of people who do taxidermy, they, they concentrate on preserving or restoring the animal to its previous dignity hmm. and, and poise. Not so for me. I want to preserve the squashed nature of the animal. And yeah. it's a lot of work with epoxy and lacquer to kind of make sure the, the glorious animal stays in its squashed In two state. dimensions, yeah. Yeah, my, I've, put on, I've done exhibits. Uh, oh. Killzone Construction has an art gallery in the front. Uh, purely a I vanity love, project for I myself. I love when they do that. They, they start yeah. a non-profit arm. To, you know, they throw a bunch of money at the arts. Very much for profit. Uh, oh, really? Yes, okay. very much so for profit. And if you walk into that gallery, you'll see a lot of four by eight sheets of low-grade plywood uh, with the animal carcass smushed and kind of transferred onto it. Wow. Um, you know, when you see roadkill on a road, typically, like, it had died from the impact of a car, mm-hmm. and then it's sitting on the road, and it's yes. mostly in three dimensions. But I assume that when you run it over with, like, a five-ton tank, yes. slowly, I'm yes. assuming there's not much left of it when, when you're done. Like, uh, you, there would be no restoring that to three dimensions. No, and that's not the intention. A lot of times, when we start running over an animal with a tank, and we just get one of its hooves, I'll immediately get out and say, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. And and then I'll direct the tank to squash You're the animal. You're seeing the end product already. You're seeing the. I'm the, seeing it yeah, already. Yeah, I have dark. a vision in my head of sure. what should this, what this animal should look like in its final state. Amazing. And so I'll direct the driver of the tank. You know, left, yeah. right, slower, wow. slower, slower. And sometimes it takes days. Wow. To finish one I of mean, my pieces. I just like that. This is what they say when they, you know, like, I just don't understand how the artist's brain works and it's so inspiring. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's really beautiful. That so, really um, well, I, I, you know, I, I got to ask Morton, what's your, what are your thoughts on all this? I'm sure you have thoughts. You always, uh, always have thoughts, Morton. I have so many thoughts on all of this. Mainly praise, though. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Wow. I mean, if I know you don't have guests on your show, but I feel like uh, Gabe would be an excellent guest if you ever needed to talk about the, you know, the military industrial complex or if I, energy, yeah, if I energy to, independence or <laughs> if I needed, I mean, if I needed, yes. Yeah. I really like Are you it. getting ideas? Do you think you'll, you'll talk about this on your show maybe? Well, I mean, I definitely have opinions. I've, I've, I mean, I'm a little bit confused by the art. I've got to say. Oh, art's not for everyone. It's a, you know, yeah. some you know, people get you know it. Some people, it. I'll, you know what? Come over to the company. I'll show you the gallery. And you'll see, you'll see how you like it. I really don't have time. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, it does yeah, feel like every waking schedule. second of your, yeah. Schedule has been spoken. For. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah well, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't say, Morton, that I've listened to your show. Uh, mm-hmm. It is mandatory at Kills on Construction that the only music played within our vehicles and within our corporate offices, twenty-four hours a day, is Pantera, wow. and that is the only thing our employees are allowed to listen to. You Amazing. should talk to my dad. He's a big Pantera fan. 
He's a big Panthera vibe. Panthera. Panthera. That's how my dad calls them. Is he Spanish? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. He's very worldly. So the inside of his uh, velour-covered subway car at the ranch is uh, has Panthera vibes? Yes. I mean, I would only worry that... Uh, how big is this ranch and where is it located? Because you never know when Kill Constru- Kills on Construction could come by. And mm. Are you concerned that Kill Zone might eventually want to put a, an oil pipeline for, through your dad's ranch? Oh, it's not the, it's not the right place. It's not the... You know, it's not... Kill it's Zone... Not, ha- let me stop you right there, Morton. Uh, yeah, Kill Zone has a blanket policy that we would never attempt to put a pipeline anywhere where there is a likely cache of semi-automatic or automatic weapons mm. uh, anywhere in the vicinity or under whatever homestead would appear on that location. We prefer our violent protesters to be peaceful, unarmed, and mm. wearing baggy clothing, the easier to grab I was also them. looking at the records of all of the places that Killzone is, for lack of a better word, destroyed. Oh, and thank you. There's not a single white landowner on the list, so... I, I think your dad is probably safe. Uh, uh, the what do you call that? Gun. Like when there's a white person who like escapes any kind of like consequence for, you know, something that other people, you know, what do you call when that? A, when a freedom. White, what? freedom. Thank freedom. you. Thank freedom. you. Freedom. Thank you. Freedom. Thank you. Uh, okay. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. A can do attitude. Amen. Uh, no handouts. No, ha- no handouts. No handouts. Wow. My father gave me my first four helicopters when I was six. <laughs> And that was the only handout I've ever gotten. It was barely a handout to begin with. Well, I had to buy the saw handout. blades. It's not a handout. It's not, it's not a handout. A hand. You're it's right, not Morton. A no You're right. handouts. You're right. Do you want the cigar? I do. All right. Here you go. Morton Downsley was played by Kate Bradley. She is an improviser and artist in Montreal who recently launched Helpful.Space. That's H-E-L-P-F-U-L-L dot space. It's a coaching business that uses improv and art to provide clarity and relief for people who get in their own way. Gabe Vantown was played by Stefan Speck. He's a Montreal improviser who performs with the team Succulents, among others. Check out his hilarious improvised podcast, Some Good Friends, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Fans of the Corporation. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And while you're at it, maybe write us a nice review. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club, located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont. Vermont.